Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Please be seated. This final Sunday of Epiphany, we celebrate the transfiguration of Christ. We read that Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to a high mountain. And after they arrive, Jesus is transfigured before them. His clothes become dazzling white, and Elijah and Moses appear before them in conversation with Jesus. At this encounter, Peter, obviously stunned and frightened by what he sees, can only say, Hey, you guys, let's put three shelters up, one for each of you. Perhaps it is Peter's intent to ensure that Moses and Elijah would stick around for a while. And then a cloud appears, enveloping Jesus and his visitors. And the Father's voice comes forth from the cloud, exclaiming, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. But then suddenly, Jesus is left alone on the mountain, and upon their descent, he orders the three disciples not to tell anyone what they have seen until he is raised from the dead. This story describes three witnesses who were observing the glory that was Christ, viewing the appearance that both Moses, of both Moses and Elijah, and hearing the spoken words of God the Father, all in a single moment of time. They were witnessing that Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God who would come down to earth to redeem his chosen people. And theologically, this encounter fully satisfied the Old Testament law that required that three witnesses should be sufficient to attest to any element of truth. For in that moment, it became clear that everything Jesus had taught and proclaimed became verified truth to those disciples and to the world. It is, of course, fitting that the Epiphany season ends with the Transfiguration. In my sermon for the third Sunday in Epiphany, I mentioned that the season of Epiphany celebrates the manifestation of God's Son, Jesus Christ, to both Gentiles and Jews, beginning with the Feast of the Epiphany itself, when Jesus is made known to the wise men, or magi. Then throughout the epiphany season, we are reminded of the miracles and healing that Jesus performed. We also read about the baptism of Jesus by his cousin John in the Jordan River. And like the account of today's gospel lesson, we hear that same voice from heaven proclaiming to Jesus that you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. The transfiguration, then, is God the Father's final revelation to his created people that Jesus is his son, and this begins the commencement of events that lead to the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Very soon, beginning next Wednesday, we will transition into the 40 days of Lent, where its seasonal color, violet, 
will remind us of Christ's royalty and sovereignty, as, as was revealed to us during the Epiphany season. And perhaps we might consider Lent to be the most important time of the Christian year for us, because it ends with the fulfillment of Christ's purpose on earth. Today, Jesus has been fully revealed to us, and very soon our Lenten experience will lead us along that road of sorrow to Christ's crucifixion on the hardwood of the cross, but with total assurance that, was, that we can look beyond this, that event to his resurrection and his atonement for our sins. In our Old Testament lesson for today, we read about the a transfiguration in the, faces of, in the face of Moses. The Greek word is metamorpho, which means to metamorphose or to change. In this case, the transfiguration of Moses was caused by his encounter with God as he received the tablets of testimony, which we call the Ten Commandments. The transformation of his face was a revelation to the people of Israel that Moses had indeed been communicating with their God. But there, instead of awe and a desire to embrace their encounter with Moses, the Israelites were afraid to come near him, and thus Moses veiled his face after giving them his messages from God, because the people had veiled their hearts and minds. Today, however, God has lifted up that veil from us. We no longer need to fear his intentions toward us, because that veil of doubt and guilt, which was felt by the Israelites, has been removed from those of us who are believers. We are now able to bask in the light of Christ, because we know that his resurrection has provided atonement for our sins and a path to eternal life with God. Finally, as I read through the Bible passages for this week, I can't help thinking about how much more the words of Aaron's priestly blessing mean when we reflect upon the transfiguration of Jesus Christ and its relationship to the transformation that God offers to make in our lives when we allow him to lift our veils of fear and apprehension from us so that we may see the light of Christ. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift his countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.